don't have enough time to sit down and read all the best Bitcoin articles? Well, let us read them for you. This is a Crypto Economy Quick Read. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the show. We have got a fun quick read today. Um, this one's going to be uh, lots of numbers and uh, research from the CoinMetrics team. Uh, this is at CoinMetrics.io. We've read a couple of things from them in the past, but this is basically a case study in the number one rule of the Bitcoin Survivors Rulebook, which is, say it with me, everyone, don't trust, verify. And oddly enough, that's what they chose to title this article. Um, it is titled, Don't Trust, Verify, a Bitcoin Private Case Study. And uh, it's, uh, this was pretty, pretty mind-blowing that this really snuck through um, and that no one else caught this. So huge kudos to the CoinMetrics team. I don't know what exactly they do over there that they're just, I guess they're probably just spinning up nodes for all these different things and double checking all the information that's supposedly out there. But this is just, this is just unbelievable. This is like, this is, this is some straight up crypto economy, uh, uh, fake money investigation going on here. And it's, it's absolutely fun. So we're going to jump right into it. I'm not going to waste any more time. Uh, again, this is by the CoinMetrics team. Uh, at coinmetrics.io. Uh, you can just find it in there. Um, where would this be under network value to... I guess this is on the homepage. Yes, yeah, second one on the homepage. Um, so if you want to read it, check out the charts. There's a lot of charts and um, snapshots and a bunch of other things that go along with this, especially for like, you know, block height and hash number and like data that they pulled from uh, certain commands and stuff. So if you actually want to see... Uh, what is going on because there are a lot of numbers in this it might not translate perfectly well but I'll do my best because it's really good stuff um, but without further ado let's go ahead and jump right in to the article from coinmetrics.io don't trust verify a bitcoin private case study don't trust verify a bitcoin private case study by the coinmetrics team December 23rd, 2018. Bitcoin Private, or BTCP, is a fork merge of Bitcoin and Z Classic, ZCL, a fork of Zcash that removed the founder's reward. BTCP defined its initial supply according to the sum of the outstanding supply of Bitcoin at the time, which was 16.8 million, Z Classic, 3.4 million, and a small 62,500-unit miner program. This was intended to give it an initial supply of about 20.4 million Bitcoin private with a decaying miner reward, capping the total supply at 21 million units as with Bitcoin. However, 2.04 million additional units were covertly minted during the import of the Bitcoin UTXOs and sent to the Bitcoin private shielded pool, bringing the initial supply to 22.6 million, contradicting the white paper and all of the materials published by the team. 
300,000 units of the covert pre-mine were moved out of the shielded pool towards what appear to be exchanges. Ultimately, the lack of uptake of Bitcoin Private by the recipients of the airdrop meant that those additional 300,000 transparent units today represent close to 10% of the Bitcoin Private supply in circulation, with 1.8 million covertly minted units remaining in the shielded pool. While Bitcoin Private was a merge fork conjoining the Z Classic and Bitcoin states, the basis of the Bitcoin Private fork was the Z Classic ledger, not Bitcoin. At the agreed-upon snapshot block, Bitcoin state, the registry of unspent outputs, was imported into the parent Z Classic chain by mining thousands of blocks with transactions creating the Bitcoin unspent outputs, effectively forking it into Bitcoin Private at block 272,992. At the end of this import, an extra 62,500 Bitcoin private were minted in accordance with the Voluntary Miner Contribution Program. Once this import was over, Bitcoin's private Once this import was over, Bitcoin private's own history began. The snapshot heights <laughs> The snapshot heights and statistics at that height for each of the parent chains is as follows. Snapshot height with Bitcoin, 511,346. Z Classic was 272,991. So these are the block heights of the corresponding chains. The unspent outputs for Bitcoin were 59, roughly 59.2 million and Z Classic was roughly 1.7 million. The outstanding supply of Bitcoin, uh, the, the supply at the current block height, was 16.9 million roughly uh, in Bitcoin and 3.4 million roughly in Z Classic. Uh, that's the 3.4 million was in the transparent uh, Z Classic addresses and then in the shielded pool where you cannot see um, the exact amounts and addresses that are holding were uh, 18,378 uh, shielded Z Classic. So that's just a small amount in comparison to the 3.4 million. And just know that the shielded pool, you can see the total amount that is shielded, um, but you cannot see exactly which addresses hold what coins. So therefore, after the Bitcoin UTXO set import, there were 16.89 million, that's the amount of Bitcoin that existed at the time, plus 3.39 million, the amount of Z Classic at the time that was transparent, plus 0.018 million, the shielded pool of Z Classic, plus 0.0625 million, uh, which was the uh, small Bitcoin private miner reward. Um, so that equals 20.3645 million Bitcoin private outstanding. These figures match the abstract of the Bitcoin private white paper. Quote, This means approximately 20.4 million out of 21 million coins will exist at fork time. End quote. Additionally, the mining reward after the fork was set to 1.5625 Bitcoin private per block, having every 210,000 blocks. At the time of writing, Bitcoin private's block height was 446,000, 
997. Since the fork started mining at height 278,458, there have been 141,542 blocks mined with a reward of 1.5625 Bitcoin private. Parenthesis up to and including block 420,000. In parenthesis. And 26,996 blocks with a reward of 0.78125 Bitcoin private. Okay, wow. So that was a lot of numbers. I'm sure that's really difficult in audio. So I'm going to kind of break it down and we're going to backtrack just a little bit to understand what they're doing here. Um, uh, this is basic just how do we figure out how many coins there should be on the chain. So this was a fork of the Z Classic chain, right? Um, we talked about the snapshot height and for the sake of simplicity, I'm not going to include anything under a thousand here so that I've just got small numbers to deal with. But the Z Classic fork, uh, fork from Z Classic started right around 273,000. Um, so that was the block height that Bitcoin Private started. But the first thing they did was import into the Z Classic chain that were this, or really the new Bitcoin Private chain, was by mining thousands of blocks with all of the current unspent outputs of Bitcoin. So, um, and for anybody who doesn't know what an unspent output is, that is literally just all of the current addresses. Like, rather than all the transaction history, it's everybody has a current set of these are all the addresses with all the Bitcoin. That is what an uns that is what the unspent transaction outputs are. So when you hear outputs, unspent outputs, just think those are the current balances and addresses of all Bitcoin that are out there. Um, so uh, that was at block uh, roughly 273,000. And then importing all of those uh, Bitcoin outputs... Uh, took them to roughly 278,000. So they mined an additional like 6,000-ish blocks just trying to get all of the current balances of Bitcoin into the Bitcoin private chain. And now at this point, we're mining actual Bitcoin private blocks. And the reward was set to 1.56 Bitcoin private, so just one and a half roughly um, every block. And we know the new block height, uh, as the, at the time of writing, they say, was around 447,000. So we've had 200, uh, somewhere around 200,000 blocks mined um, since the fork, and we have crossed uh, block 420,000, which was the second halvening. So after that block, the remaining 27,000 blocks that were on top of that, that get us to 447,000, uh, have a have half the reward. So instead of 1.5 Bitcoin private, you've got one point or excuse me 0.78 Bitcoin private. So then we can basically do all of the math there, and that's what we've got in this equation. Uh, it says therefore we expected the current outstanding supply at the time of writing to be 20.36 million plus 141,000 times 1.56. So that's 141,000 the next 141,000 blocks times the block reward of 1.5 Bitcoin private, and then plus 27,000 times the new halved uh, reward of 0.78 Bitcoin private. And that comes out to 20.6 roughly million Bitcoin private. 
coin market cap indicates a circulating supply of 20.525 million Bitcoin private, which seems to be computed as the expected figure minus the 62,500 Bitcoin private from the voluntary miner contribution program and then the initial Z Classic shielded pool of around 18,000. In verifying these figures, we ran a Bitcoin private node, version 1.0.12-1, and made a call to the RPC method gettxoutsetinfo, yielding the following results. Height, 446,997. Best block, which is just the hash of the current highest block that you know fits the, um, the best blockchain, quote-unquote. Um, transactions at about 54 million, TX outs or outputs at about 55 million, and then bytes serialized, hash serialized, and then total amount is 20.84 million and uh, some change. So at the time of writing, our full node reported an outstanding supply of 20.841 million Bitcoin private. This contradicted both coin market cap and the expected figures from the initial supply at fork time combined with the subsequent block rewards. Several hypotheses can be brought forward to explain this discrepancy. Our node is not on the correct chain. Somehow someone is feeding our node garbage. There's a bug in the gettx outset info code. The mining reward changed since the publication of the white paper making our original estimate wrong. ZK snarks have been broken and someone is minting Bitcoin private in the shielded pool. Or there was a hidden pre-mine. Let's try to see which explanation is correct. Not on the correct chain. The explorer running on btcprivate.org has the same block hash for height 446,997 as our node. Source. Bug in gettx outset info. The main function called to get the data, get stats, hasn't been edited since the Bitcoin private fork. Therefore, such a bug would also affect Bitcoin and its derivatives, but the figures from our Bitcoin node match our expected value. Source. Has the mining reward changed? It hasn't been altered beyond the defined schedule. Are ZK snarks broken? It's very implausible that this would have been exploited on Bitcoin private and not on Zcash, which is much more valuable and uses the same parameters. A covert pre-mine. Yes. Blocks 272,992 to 278,457 were used to import the Bitcoin UTXO set, snapshotted at height 511,346. The Bitcoin UTXO to import was made up of 59,188,317 unspent outputs whose combined value was 16.89 million Bitcoin. Block 278,458 contained the 62,500 Bitcoin private from the Voluntary Miner Contribution Program. Parenthesis. This is not a pre-mine. This was a publicly disclosed charitable developer fund. In parenthesis. 
each block in this import range contained 10,000 outputs, each corresponding to a Bitcoin UTXO. 10,000 outputs in 6,000 or so blocks yields the 60 million or so outputs necessary to introduce the Bitcoin state to Z Classic. This is the expected size. However, in this range, there also appeared some special blocks containing 10,400 outputs. These 400 extra outputs were 50 Bitcoin each. There were 102 of those abnormal, larger-than-expected blocks. The orange line in the chart below tracks how we would have expected the Bitcoin UTXO import into Bitcoin Private to progress, and the blue line tracks what actually happened. All right, so we've got a chart here of just a straight line increase of what we'd expect to see when importing the uh, Bitcoin balances into the Bitcoin private chain. Uh, and this is just over the block height. So as each block is imported, you just expect a gradual linear uh, increase. There's no new stuff being created here out of the ordinary. It should be exact per block. Uh, and then right around 274, 275,000, we've got this sharp increase in the line where the actual imported deviates. They're perfectly in line, and then suddenly they deviate, and the actual imported for 102 blocks is steeper, and then it uh, tapers off, and then now is parallel uh, up to the rest of the importing of the Bitcoin chain or Bitcoin UTXO set. So in the import period, we have 102 extra-large blocks, each with 400 unexpected outputs in addition to the 10,000 outputs expected. Each of those additional outputs contained 50 Bitcoin. This gives us 102 times 400 times 50 equals 2,040,000 Bitcoin private. The abnormal blocks show up very clearly here. Note that the Bitcoin imported varies per block because UTXOs vary in size. So now we've got a chart of the Bitcoin imported per block, and it's just showing the, the variation in size of the UTXOs making it in. So there are a couple of weird um, things, but pretty much everything is below 10,000, and it's, it's, it's very low on the line. But then you see this sharp plateau um, that just jumps up, uh, runs for 100 blocks, and then jumps back down a, a clear, it looks like a barcode in the middle of this chart. Um, that easily makes these blocks stand out. The abnormal blocks uniformly stand out in terms of output count. And now we've just got a chart of the outputs per block, which were consistent 10,000 for every single block they produced, except for the group that suddenly jumps up to 10,400, and then it jumps right back down to normal. So there's no variation in this chart whatsoever, except for the 102 anomaly blocks that are in this set. Here's a version of the above chart zoomed in on the blocks between 274,590 and 275,017. That's an extra 2.04 million Bitcoin private created, undeclared in the white paper, not present in the Bitcoin UTXO set, that were minted nonetheless. Today, there are 1.8 million Bitcoin private in the shielded pool and 20 
1.8 million Bitcoin private in the unshielded UTXO set, making the current Bitcoin private supply at 22,649,000, compared to a claimed supply of 20.6 million at the time of publication. Was the pre-mine acknowledged by the developer team? Unambiguously, no. The developer team repeatedly claimed that there was no pre-mine or developer tax on Bitcoin Private. Z-Classic, created by largely the same set of developers, was a fork of Zcash with the founder's reward, 20% of the total supply eventually vesting with the founding team and backers forked out. Bitcoin Private was meant to preserve the absence of a founder tax and also airdrop the supply onto the Bitcoin UTXO set. And then here we've just got a table of uh, from the Bitcoin Private white paper of a comparison of Bitcoin Private, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and Bitcoin Gold. And it clearly states the total supply um, and uh, the fact that there is no closed pre-mine. And then we've got frequently asked questions, a snapshot from their page. Uh, was there a pre-mine or a founder's reward? Flat statement, no. Then another snapshot of BTC private specifications, uh, circulating coin supply. They link to their um, uh, uh, btcprivate.org uh, explorer, which they, we've already talked about. They did not show this extra pre-mine. The total coin supply is 21 million. The block reward, time, size, having schedule, so on and so forth. Those were screenshots taken from the Bitcoin Talk announcement thread that they have archived here in a link. And of course, Bitcoin Private's own block explorer lists the circulating supply figure with the pre-mine excluded. This is why we are calling it a covert pre-mine. Could this be the, quote, larger fraud that was never disclosed to the community, end quote, in the words of the Bitcoin private creator? Source. There's another wrinkle, too. Our node only found an additional 200,000 Bitcoin private beyond what was signaled by the developer team, not the 2.04 million coins that were imported, but not part of the Bitcoin UTXO set. Where did the other coins go? So what happened to the pre-mine? Since Z-Classic is a fork of Zcash, it contains a privacy feature where some addresses are shielded. What happens between shielded addresses is private. Observers can't determine addresses or transaction amounts. However, observers can watch money enter and exit the shielded pool where it interacts with non-shielded ones. At the time of the Z-Classic snapshot, the shielded pool contained a meager 17,000 Z-Classic. At the time of writing, the pool contained 1.8 million Bitcoin private. Adding the shielded pool to the unshielded portion makes the numbers add up. 1.8 million in the shielded plus 20.8 million non-shielded equals 22.6 million Bitcoin private. 20.35 million imported from Bitcoin and Z Classic, plus 2.04 million in the pre-mine, plus 0.25 million in the new issuance from the mining since the fork, equals again 22.6 million Bitcoin private. 
And then we've just got a chart showing the tiny amount in the Bitcoin private shielded pool. Um, and then the, the giant leap uh, just before May, um, sending the balance from just a tiny 18,000 to over 2 million uh, Bitcoin private. The hidden pre-mine was sent to shielded addresses on April 29th, 2018. Around 300,000 Bitcoin private were withdrawn from the shielded pool between July 11th and August 18th. At that time, the value of Bitcoin private went from $10 and $3. If those coins were sold on the open market, they could have netted a profit on the order of $1 million to $3 million. Can you spot the moment when those Bitcoin private were sent to the shielded pool? There's just a really funny chart of the Bitcoin private unit turnover per day. Um, and everything's just small, like, like the very first bar on the chart is at 200,000. And practically the entire chart is just some chop below 200,000. And then there's this massive spike all the way up to the chart at 2 million on April 29th. And then it just falls right back down and it's just chop under 200,000. Uh, so it's pretty blatant. This address received 136,000 Bitcoin private from the shielded pool in July and August of 2018. This is more Bitcoin private than there was in the shielded pool before the pre-mine was sent to it, and it's also too much Bitcoin private to have plausibly been mined. Mined Bitcoin private has to go through the shielded pool. It is therefore highly probable that it came from the pre-mine. Interestingly, most of the pre-mine remains unspent, sitting in the shielded pool. One interesting facet of the fork is that it had relatively little uptake. Only about 15% of all possible coins were, quote, activated on Bitcoin Private. This means that the pre-mine ended up representing a significant portion of the ultimate active supply of Bitcoin Private. Since the fork, 2.55 million Z Classic, and 572,000 Bitcoin were claimed on the Bitcoin private chain, which brings the non-pre-mined post-fork active supply to 3.12 million Bitcoin private. The roughly 300,000 Bitcoin private from the covert pre-mine that was moved out of a shielded pool therefore represents 9.5% of all post-fork Bitcoin private. So for every 10 Bitcoin private and post-fork wallets, 0.95 of it comes from the pre-mine. How did this go undetected? Bitcoin private's mainnet was released in March of 2018, meaning that the fact that the 21 million cap was broken was detectable for months. Some consensus code was written to check that the import process didn't import too many coins or coins not present in the UTXO set. There's a couple things at play here. The first is that the process to verify the Bitcoin UTXO import was rather arcane and unfamiliar to many, and the checks themselves were weak. The second is that Bitcoin Private inherited Bitcoin's supply checks, which are a function of auditing Coinbase outputs. However, this wouldn't have caught the deception, since the mining function was not abused, but rather the UTXO import. Inappropriate Supply Checks Given that Bitcoin Private's supply derived from a variety of places, 
trusting Bitcoin's supply verification model from Bitcoin is inappropriate. In Bitcoin, supply is audited on a per-block basis by making sure that the number of newly minted coins, the Coinbase output, does not exceed 50, 25, 12.5, 6.25, based on wherever Bitcoin is in the predefined having schedule. Bitcoin's protocol has no top-down supply audit built into validation. The difficulty of minting coins, the difficulty adjustment to ensure that the schedule is kept, and the per-block Coinbase audit takes care of that instead. In Bitcoin Private, the bulk of the supply derived not from mining, but from the Bitcoin UTXO import and the existing Z Classic UTXO set. Since the Bitcoin import checking tools were weak, Bitcoin Private lacked a genuine supply auditing function. In the end, we caught the deception by looking at the actual movement of coins. Bitcoin Private users had to trust that both the UTXO import and the mining processes were done in accordance with the developer's claims. At Peter Todd's suggestion, we experimented by running a full validation with the checkpoints removed, but the additional issuance was outside the scope of the verification checks performed by the node, and hence would not have been immediately obvious to node runners. The issue is that the issuance was done outside the scope of the protocol, so fully validating nodes would not easily have caught the additional issuance. Ingesting the data and then running supply checks was required. Weak UTXO Import Verification A set of files meant to audit the import blocks was released by the Bitcoin private team, as well as a set of tools to recreate those files. Each file contains the contents of a single import block, 10,000 transactions, each supposed to import a single Bitcoin UTXO. The published files reflected a correct UTXO set dump. People auditing these files or glancing at the consensus code that used them would have probably found no issue. For each import block, the consensus code checked that the block contained 10,000 transactions and that each transaction's first output matched the expected Bitcoin value and script. However, it didn't check that there were no additional outputs in the block an oversight that enabled the extra coins to avoid the sanity check. The pull request that added those checks received no comments or review despite touching consensus code and being relatively large. Furthermore, the name of the PR does not reflect the criticality of the proposed change. Those checks were only run if import blocks were after the last known checkpoint or if checkpointing was disabled altogether. As checkpoints covering the import process were added only three days after the fork, they were only run by people running full nodes during or immediately after the import process, or people disabling checkpointing, which was enabled by default. This case study should be a reminder to audit the supply by running fully validating nodes and auditing the data produced by those nodes, rather than trusting developer teams or data sources who naively compute supply with the height formula. Disclosure. No one at Coinmetrics has a position in Bitcoin private, long or short. Don't trust. Verify. This is such a perfect example. This, this is also a perfect example of just checkpointing why that's such a terrible idea they specifically used it, it, it's so obvious that this is why checkpointing is a trusted 
a mechanism. They used the checkpoint so that everyone would trust the checkpoint and not actually audit the system. And it's also why pruning your node doesn't work because you're trusting someone else has done the work on all of the uh, previous transactions. It is not trustless or it is not trust minimized if you are not auditing the entire thing. And just a huge kudos to the Coinmetrics.io team for finding this. Uh, this was just awesome, and I love stuff like this. I know this is probably a little bit difficult in audio and maybe a little bit too geeky for some of you guys out there, um, but I love this stuff, and uh, I, I fought with myself about whether or not I should actually put this one on the, uh, read this one on the show because I knew it was going to be a little bit rough with all the numbers, but I couldn't resist. I really wanted to talk about it and just get this out there to the to anybody who did not know that uh, the Coinmetrics team did this. Um, so please follow them because uh, this was just awesome work. And who knows how long this would have gone undetected. Um, I mean, this was pretty sneaky. And it's clearly, clearly uh, like just deliberate. Um, and their, their attempt to, I can't, I can't remember exactly what their statement was, but it, it, it's very like, backtracking and trying to absolve themselves of guilt. But this is so, so blatant that it's, uh, it's really hard to, I don't know what, I don't know what you could say in response to this other than like, okay, yeah, you got us. Um, uh, we're out of here. <laughs> and this should also shine a really nasty light on Z classic since this is a lot of the same founders and developers that are part of that team. Uh, none of this, don't trust, guys. Do not trust. If you are not running a fully validating node, then you know nothing about the protocol and the network you are, um, you're operating with or investing in or whatever it is you're doing with these altcoins. You've got to, you've got to do this. Like there's, there's no telling how much of this is out there. Um, and undoubtedly coinmetrics.io does not have enough manpower to keep up with this and do this for every single one of them. So other people are getting screwed and they don't know it. Um, I mean, there's thousands of altcoins and arguably 99 and a half percent of them are just ways to screw people. So you gotta be careful guys. Don't trust verify. This is a perfect example of rule number one in the Bitcoin survivor rule book is don't trust verify. Run a full node. No one else is going to, you can't depend on someone else to tell you the truth. You have to verify it for yourself. Um, and that's what Bitcoin is all about. And that's why, that's why we do this. So it is always good to have a reminder that, that this technology is useless if you don't use it for what it's good at. All right, so another huge thank you to the Coinmetrics.io team. You got to check them out. They have tons of research. We've read, read a couple of things from them and Nick Carter and uh, the crew over there at Coinmetrics um, on the show before. Um, but this is just really fun stuff to dive into. So, uh, and they've got the network value to transactions ratio. Um, they've got a lot of research over there, and it's it's just you've really got to check them out. If you, if you love this stuff as much as I do, if you're as much of a nerd as me, uh, subscribe or go over and check out coinmetrics.io because they're just an awesome team and some of their data is just really, can give you a really interesting perspective and insight on just what's going on in Bitcoin. 
um, their uh, uh, NVT um, measurement was a really good measurement to actually show, um, it actually demonstrated why we could probably have expected, like while the price was around 6000 why we should have expected the price to continue to decline. Um, it's not far off from the MVRV uh, market value to realize value ratio that Murad uh, Mamadov and uh, I think uh, uh, David somebody, um, it's like David Puel or something, I, c- I can't remember his name, but um, they, they did an article on another similar metric um, that showed the same thing roughly. Uh, and the Coinmetrics.io team has just been great about all this, and they just have an ocean of stuff to go digging in if you just if you like the stuff like me. So um, uh, that's all I'm going to say. Check out Coinmetrics.io. I will link to this article specifically in the show notes, and we will close this one here. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Crypto Economy podcast. Uh, I've always got some more quick reads coming, uh, making... Uh, so much more of the news and the discussion and the research and exploration of this crazy, crazy space available in audio to you to make it easily digestible. And uh, check all of that out uh, by following me at The Crypto Economy on Twitter. Um, And you can find all of my other social medias on the website at cryptoeconomy.life, as well as the entire collection of now over 200 quick reads Uh, numerous guy take episodes where I just talk about certain concepts that I've read about or that really fascinate me around Bitcoin and then uh, interviews with a lot of really cool people um, and some of the authors uh, that we've had on this show um, uh, in the Bitcoin space. So definitely, definitely check that out. You can find that all at CryptoEconomy.life. And if you would like to support the show, I've got a couple affiliate links. You can get your new Trezor. Trezor has a new wallet coming out. Um, So if you don't have your Trezor hardware wallet, use that link. Or um, you can send some lightning tips to the tippin.me tip jar, which is just an awesome uh, service if you have not checked that out yet. Um, And, of course, you can also just send it straight to my uh, – or send – connect a channel with my um, uh, Casa Lightning Node. Um, So all that information is up there on the website, and I hope to see you guys up there. All right. Thanks so much for listening, and I will catch you next time on the Crypto Economy Podcast. Take it easy, guys.